as if. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I search- Hello and welcome to Minute 58 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Darren, your host, and with me today I have Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hello. And I have Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hi. And um, today we're going to be talking about Minute 58, which begins, we're still at the party, and Ty has been standing by herself, and she's she's got these two extremely tall guys on either side of her, which is a funny visual to start the minute with. And we go to kind of the end of the, the party uh, as Christian is on the dance floor by himself, dancing to, um, I mean, nothing really. There's like music in the background, but he's just essentially by himself. Um, everyone else is, is kind it sounds of like falling like, asleep. It sounds like, the, what's the, um, the, I couldn't dance with it. Is that like, was it? Oh, uh, delight. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like them. I always yeah. thought that, like, that's who it was. And then. But it's it's Luscious Jackson, which was this like fantastic girl band from the '90s, big one hit wonder, Naked Eye. I own their album. I was very very happy to see them <laughs> on the Clueless soundtrack. They, yeah, well, we'll get into we'll get into Luscious Jackson a little bit after we we start. We'll get off, to um, Luscious Jackson. Yeah, we'll so get I was just to super Luscious excited Jackson. about Luscious Jackson, guys. Because <laughs> uh, I want to start with like the beginning of this minute where. Um, Ty has kind of like she entered the I don't want to go over to too much of last week's stuff but she enters falling down onto her ass and hopes that nobody notices and of course someone immediately is like are you okay so obviously someone noticed um, and so while um, Cher and, and Christian are, are kind of dancing by themselves um, on, the, on, on the middle of this big mosh um, Ty's just over there just standing and for comic effect she's standing next to what appear to be two like seven foot tall guys <laughs> um, which is and, and she's she's um, uh, like she's wearing like um, they say, I, I don't know what I don't overall know how to describe shorts. what Ty is in yeah that's what it looks like she's wearing overalls but they're cut off so yeah like overall shorts which is a, like a weird look um, for her to um, to be going with mm-hmm. And, and she's um, got her her long sleeve shirt kind of tied around her waist, and then around her it's, head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a, a a really like a party kind of look. Aww, yeah, she's so but, sweet. I, I... <laughs> but I mean, this all of this emphasizes, especially the, the shot with the two tall guys. It emphasizes how like kind of awkward and invisible she feels at this yeah. this party, right? It's very relatable. She's very she's very wallflower in this. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because obviously uh, in the previous minutes, Josh had debated whether or not he should go to the party. And in the end, he decided he would go to the party, which is weird because when um, when Cher described this to Christian uh, like 10 minutes or so ago, she's, she described it as her ex-brother's um, yeah. friend's college party or something. So, like, I would have thought Josh would have been there anyway because it seems like this is a party that's being held by uh, his friends in some way. So, so I find it weird that he had to kind of debate going, but I guess he's trying to impress Mel uh, right. by helping out with the the depots. Um, so uh, yeah, so you know, we like Ty has kind of <laughs> after her entrance, and uh, you know she's kind of been a little bit isolated, and um, 
you know, after trying a number of different looks, including putting a shirt around her waist and on her head and all over the place, um, Josh kind of like approaches her and she seems quite happy about this. Obviously, she's already met Josh earlier on uh, when she was doing her, uh, like straight after her makeup when she was doing her exercises um, (laughs) and deciding which books to read. And um, so like Josh kind of like approaching her and kind of like awkwardly getting into this into like kind of this dance with her he's like her he's become um, her social lifeline in this yes yeah it's a little yeah. bit of a pity dance but they're both kind of they're, awkward dorks they're so both, it works yeah. they're just having a good they're they're on they're honestly they're dancing basically how i dance i've never that's just how i dance when he's like when Cher says to Christian, like, oh, he never dances. And he's like, I can see why. And I'm like, oh, it's how I dance. Just, yeah, they're just, they're just yeah. you know, having fun. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no pretension. They're not worried about there's other no people watching choreography. them. Choreography. Yeah. I, I, actually, it's funny because um, although, like, Josh goes over to Ty to kind of get her to dance, Ty kind of ends up just kind of, like, dancing in the mosh by herself. Well, she kind of almost leaves Josh a little bit by himself. <laughs> Because she's like dancing off to one side, and he's he's kind of like half dancing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, now this minute is quite important because I mean I guess if you hadn't already guessed, uh, there are some more clues about Christian thrown down here. Yes. Um, in particular, about um, thirty six seconds into this minute, <laughs> where <laughs> where Christian he basically just... stops dancing with Cher altogether <laughs> and just sees this guy wearing like a, a vest. Uh, I mean. A... Yeah, like a plaid sweater vest, and he just starts kind of dancing with it. And the guy's like into and... it. He kind of seems like into it too. Like Christian, like he yeah. knows what's up. He he's like seducing this guy. The guy seems. I thought like he kind of seemed into Christian. Yeah, he do, yeah he like he he doesn't hesitate. It's not like Christian like repulses him or anything. He's immediately he's like, oh this this cute guy wants to dance with me. I'll start dancing with him, and. um uh, we also like it's in this that we like Amy Heckling, you know, being the great director that she is, she kind of cuts between Josh uh, and Ty, and Ty kind of gradually gets further away from Josh, so it's just Josh by himself, and then Cher is gradually getting pushed away <laughs> by Christian by the back of Christian without and noticing it. Josh, <laughs> she's totally yeah, without she doesn't she doesn't even care. She's just she's just happy to be dancing near him, mm-hmm. and then you see Josh's face, and he's kind of like this. Like he's spotting what I guess the audience is meant to be spotting, which is that Christian right. is, is not, not dancing with Cher anymore. Her. Right. No. And um, I thought I thought that's like a clever. It's like obviously later on we get a very explicit laying out of Christian's sexuality, and he was introduced standing next to a poster that said "On the Road to Nowhere," and he's been reading William Burroughs' uh, Junkie. So like, there's been subtle hints, and this is just one more little kind of hint. That is kind of done only for a few seconds, but it's kind of obvious, uh, you know, to the audience, I think, at this point, if not to share where this is uh, heading. Um, I, I, I do have to, to say, like, these are, are very subtle. And, and I remember watching this movie for the first time when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And all of this went over my head, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> like, when Cher, when everyone discovers that he's gay and she and Christian just become friends and, and like friends who like to go shopping, I still didn't understand why they weren't dating. It still like, <laughs> it wasn't clear to me for like years why exactly Christian didn't want to date Cher. But you know, that's, you live, you live and you learn, right? I, I guess like, I, yeah, I have like, to this day, there's certain things I'm not sure about with that storyline of like, I mean, we'll get into this in, in 
different uh one thing i did notice that i thought was interesting is that it's always the guy it's only the guys that know that he's gay that's true the that's girls true. all of them are are com- they have to be told maybe mm-hmm. i don't know maybe they're in denial <laughs> or something yeah oh yeah like he dresses well he's like a cool guy he likes he shares their interests so they're just so excited to have this like you know this gentleman Man on the market yeah and they did so yeah. yeah they're a little bit in denial I think I think it, like kind of he's almost a prototypical like gay best friend, mm-hmm. except like for the girls they don't know the gay part they just think he's a best friend, right? Um, you know, and I guess it kind of fits a little bit with the um, the way Elton kind of describes relationships between um, you know girls and boys high school as this is where he's like he he doesn't have any girlfriends. And I think that's like anyone, anyone that Murray goes near who isn't Dion and is female, she immediately right. is like it, straight in front of him because she thinks something's going on. So I think it's kind of true that for most of the film, you know, the the men have men friends and the women have women friends and that's it. And so I do think that's kind of that's also one other thing that kind of indicates that Christian's different is that he's, you know, he's readily friends with with Cher and everyone else without even kind of like batting an eyelid. Um, yeah, I hadn't, yeah, so, I hadn't thought of that, but it's it's yeah. it's true. And like Josh yeah. and Cher are, are friends for a while, but that can't stay that way by the logic of this movie's universe, right? No, no, it can't. Um, now this, the, we get the, um, the, the Mighty Mighty Boss tones, which I'm not going to cover because they've basically been in the film for like the last six minutes. So <laughs> last week's guests and host have had to suffer through um, two... <laughs> Two different Mighty Mighty Boston songs. Um, other than Suffer. like Radiohead get, I know Radiohead get two songs on the soundtrack, and so do the Mighty Mighty Boston, which would suggest that those are bands of the same parity, which I do not think is true. Equivalent um, quality. But, yeah, um, you know they're the same thing basically. Um, so you know, and minute ends with kind of like a crane shot down as Christian is just dancing by himself. There's um I can't tell if it's a, a guy or a girl, but there's someone kind of like passed out Pass on, on one of the um, crate. crates. On like on like yeah, um, very near a, a lit like fluorescent like light. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, on like, it, basically. You think it like hot. their arm is touching it. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what that person must be completely drunk <laughs> to be. I lie that Christian's alone because he's dancing alone, but there is like a kind of couple in the background, kind of like kind of sleep dancing like one of them's asleep on the other mm-hmm. um and we finish our minute just before we get to Cher and ty who at this point are tired like super tired like uh just as our minute ends we get just a little bit of Cher's face and she looks like you know fed up she's done she's done with this night uh basically this clam bake i suppose this like super wholesome party like let's, yeah it it's very very <laughs> bright and dead. sunny and like mighty mighty boss tones you know it's it wasn't exactly a hardcore rager and yet they were charging for brewskis which is um, <laughs> <laughs> totally uncool yeah that was not that college <laughs> yeah. party that was like we're gonna go to a bar and we're gonna watch this band play and we're gonna pay for our drink like it wasn't a college party that i've ever it wasn't like a house party or anything like that. I I think it was organized by a, like a local church. Like it was it was very <laughs> very pleasant. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and um, uh, he's not in our minute, but he was in the previous minute and a, a couple of minutes before that dancing with Amber, um, and Elton's Elton's dad, um, something that 
I think I mentioned before, but it's kind of worth bringing up, is like uh, he's high up in like some record company. Oh, that's right. Um, right. And, and so I don't know if like maybe, you know, someone Elton's dad knew had a hand in getting the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to come to this party or something or, you know. Well, maybe otherwise like a... teenagers would not come to see the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Third in wave, punk, sky, sky, sky band, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I'm there. I'll pay for yeah. to see them. Swing revival. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Wait, I no, I I heard that. I'm not sure if this is true. We might have to fact check this. But I read somewhere that like Oscar Isaac was in a ska band that opened for like the opener of Mighty Mighty Boston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Stop the recording. We need to go find video evidence of this. That's amazing. I can, I can look this up. Actually, <laughs> keep talking, guys. <laughs> So, um, yeah, at the, at the end here, we get a remix of a song by Luscious Jackson. Um, Luscious Jackson, I think, like with um, Salt and Pepper and um, there's a couple of other bands that are featured in this film where they their peak was just slightly after this film. Like, mm-hmm. they were known before this film, then they had a peak slightly after this film. And then by the time you get to the year 2000, like, everyone's broken up, basically. Uh, and that was kind of true of Luscious Jackson in that they'd had like an EP out while this film was like before this film had been made. Then their first album came out while this film was in production. And then they had like um, two more albums and then basically they broke up uh, and they reunited a couple of years ago and they put mm-hmm. a song out, uh, kind of a, a new album out. Um, but yeah, so it's like, uh, you know. I've I have some on my iTunes. I have some songs by Luscious Jackson. So, <laughs> Me too, but they are yeah. like I uh, after I I rewatched um, this minute. I, I you know kind of went to YouTube and, and dug around in the Luscious Jackson, and it's very much of its time. And I still enjoyed it, and it was fun. But it was you know it it didn't really have a the sort of timeless quality that you'd um, you'd want to keep listening to you know the the i'm not going to go and seek out the the album they released a few years ago because uh something tells me it's it's um not going to be um what i want to listen to now you know <laughs> i th- i mean I, like i i i mean i've listened to like um like some of the songs i like you know like lady fingers mm-hmm. and um oh. I mean, like I like you guys could be making yeah. this up right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lady so Fingers think, and um, yeah. Crab Cake <laughs> Sundays. <laughs> Their album was called well, Fever In, su- Fever Out. Check it out. Educate yourself. Yeah. Well, the, the al- like the album that here, which is the song that's that's playing, was taken off, was called Natural Ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a song on that called Strongman, which I really like. Um, you know, so I. I mean, the funny thing is they did like, um, uh, they did an advert for the Gap. Oh, uh, really? Where they did they where they did a cover of Let It Snow, and it was like, like they were they were like in like ninety eight ninety nine they were a big part of like the Gap's like ad campaigns, and hmm. like you remember how there were like different bands that would just do like a little thirty second thing and then they just sing yeah. Fall into the Gap at the end. And they did, like, the Christmas one, which was, like, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. And they, they basically just did, like, 30 seconds of Let It Snow. And then they just sang Fall Into The Gap. And I remember seeing that advert everywhere and being, who the hell is this? Like, I didn't know who the, they were from that. And years later, I remember, like, kind of seeking it out. 
And because that was such a big thing, they did like a full length version of Let It Snow afterwards, <laughs> where they did like the whole thing. It's only like a minute and a half, but like instead of just like the 30 seconds and the kind of. Like, there was so much demand. Bit. Yeah. That, well, it, like it's really weird, but, but like, um, you know, people speak of the time when MTV would play videos, but like Luscious <laughs> Jackson were one of those bands that kind of, at this particular time, that, like all their videos got a lot of like play on MTV. Mm hmm. Um, you know, so they kind of like benefited from from that time. They did like tons of stuff. They did like Lollapalooza, and they were on Saturday Night Live a couple of times. Wow. You know, they wow. they kind of really they were they and to kind of link it to Clueless in terms of like fashion, they also did uh, you know House of Style with like Cindy Crawford and a few, a few times. They they like they really, I guess they are very very nineties in the terms that they kind of benefited from everything that was going on in the nineties. <laughs> in terms of you know like videos and stuff and they had other songs that were on um like soundtracks after clueless uh they had like a they had a couple of songs on life less ordinary they did they did a song like for the saint um you oh know oh my god they, yeah. forgot about that movie <laughs> the, the val kilmer classic uh, yeah <laughs> a, a kilmer classic <laughs> Um, well, you know, in, in the nineties, that's how I discovered new music. I would buy movie soundtracks. And even if I hadn't seen the movie, like if it just like looked like this might be a good soundtrack, I, uh, I would buy that. it. <laughs> really? Well, it's, it's a, a good gossip girl it. had some really good soundtracks. <laughs> I should check out that soundtrack. Um, I, I want to say I did back check, um, <laughs> the Oscar Isaac claim <laughs> and he says, yes, his, his band. Oh my God. This is such a Scottian. The blinking underdogs. Opened for the Mighty Mighty oh, Boston's, who's an, who's like <laughs> one of the members is now Jimmy Kimmel's announcer. So like, guys, he's he's doing well. That's, uh, that's update fantastic. on the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Bo is that the, is 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 the announcer guy? Is that the guy who just does the dancing? Who just dances? Like, is it on? <laughs> Because in the Boston's they had like a dancer, and he's just this guy wearing like a <laughs> a kind of a suit, just dancing around. And you're like, because it doesn't say the like, guitarist or like singer. It says who's Dickie Barrett is now the announcer of Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, so, I think yeah, I think that might... was actually like the the singer. So who does the stage dive? Uh, oh, in this minute. Okay, yeah, I guess so... he has the voice. Yeah, bringing it all back. Um, so, is there anything else that you want to talk about in this particular minute? Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm like set. Yeah, I, I feel like we've kind of covered everything. Yeah, this yeah. is a pretty transitional uh, scene. I think we got we got big things coming up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like we this week. You know, there's a few more kind of like emotional minutes, but this is just kind of like the end of the party stuff from last week. Really, and this is like sprinkling the breadcrumbs of of, of Christian. This is like just mm -hmm. starting to to um, build. Yeah, well, on Friday we'll get like the biggest indication that he's not like other boys, which is um, you know he, <laughs> we, he called... we'll just tune in on Friday. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. haven't if well, you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> well he's he'll set that up in tomorrow's minute um uh but yeah so yeah so i, I feel we've covered this minute um so do you have do either of you have anything that you wish to plug uh and i'll i'll start with uh hannah oh this is the part i've been like really nervous about because i don't everybody has like podcasts this is the first time ever doing a podcast um i'm doing a library program next month next uh, uh thursday <laughs> if you're a child and in cleveland <laughs> 
<laughs> well, bearing in mind this episode goes out on the fourth of July, so um, also oh, yeah. never mind then. Um, so this is this I have is in the, the past. I have another library program if you're a child in Cleveland. Um, in the eighth of July, and come to the uh, University yeah. Heights Library and um, and touch masks from around the world with the Cleveland Museum of Art. Um, there you go. And oh, and sign up for <laughs> summer reading. There you go. There you go. And Ashley? Uh, I, I'll plug America's birthday since Hannah failed to do so. Oh. As, as I, I assume <laughs> it's a traitor to her country. <laughs> oh, no. I'm the only American here, am you I? Uh, no, I, I, you know, unless anyone here is deeply interested in, um, uh, you know, Ontario political policy, I have nothing to plug. So. <laughs> oh, I have a Twitter okay. account if you want to follow oh, You me. can plug your Twitter account. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's Scarlett O'Para. Um, nice. As Scarlet with the two T's, O, and then Para, like an O pair. Um, or just search Hannah Venture, and it'll probably come up. <laughs> and yeah, I don't tweet much, but follow me. Uh, my my uh, Twitter is at AE underscore Chalinor, C H A L L I N O R. And uh, sometimes I tweet fun things, and sometimes I tweet about, yes, Ontario politics and policy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm follow um, that. <laughs> obviously um you can listen to me on other episodes of this and the cast next door and stage of fools and uh talking cast because for some reason i keep doing lots of podcasts so um that's all from us today uh we'll be returning tomorrow uh with minute 59 we're getting close to the one hour mark um and uh you know uh, so join us tomorrow uh, so thank you very much to both of you for joining me today. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. Produced and edited by Darren Husted. This episode was hosted by me, Darren Husted, with my guests, Ashley Chowner and Hannah Van Jura. Like us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice. And please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.